take your Bibles, and we're going to go to the book of Matthew in chapter number 5. Matthew chapter 5, this is uh, really where the theme for our day today comes from, as Pastor, uh, Pastor Aaron here shared just a moment ago. But I want to take you to these passages. I want, I want you to look at them with your own eyes and turn in the Word of God and see them this morning. And I want to encourage you throughout the, the whole day to just be all in, man. Just be all in. You know, when it comes to the preaching time, take notes. Get everything that you can out of it. Because you might as well. I mean, you have to sit here and listen to me anyway, so you might as well get something out of it, all right? And when the game time comes, just get out there and try something you've never tried. Shoot a three-pointer, okay? That, that you'll probably miss, but that, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That hoop out there, I'll just let you know, is, is one of the most evil hoops that I've ever encountered in all of my life here on this earth. You know, I, I'm by no means a professional basketball player, but, you know, usually I can hit a couple of shots at least, but this hoop, I'm telling you, you, you miss by a about this much, and that, that thing just spits your ball across the, across the court. So if you miss a shot, you're in good company today, because there's going to be a lot of missed shots out there. But just, just dive in and just get involved and try something new. So, say hi to somebody you've never met before, and let's just have a good time today and, and see if we can't be an encouragement and we can't shine today as Jesus would want us to do. So Matthew chapter 5, and I want us to begin reading in verse number 14 of this wonderful chapter. The Bible says in Matthew 5 and verse Verse number 14, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And then verse 16, our, our theme verse, if you will, let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to pause here at the beginning and we'll stop and, and pray. Ask God to help us as we look into his word this morning. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for the, the, the fun the, the, that we've had already, Lord, and getting to cheer a little bit and have a good time. I thank you for the wonderful music uh, this morning thus far, Lord, how it's been a blessing to my heart. But now as we come to the, the most important time, Lord, and that is the time where your word is opened, I pray that you would clear distractions out of our minds I pray you'd help us to be able to focus on the things that you want to say to us today. And I pray, Lord, most importantly, that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word today, but we would be doers as well. I pray you'd hide me behind the cross, Lord, and help me to be a blessing to, to your people, Lord, to these young people today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to submit to you this morning that everybody in this room is living for something. They're living for something. And sometimes we, we never even stop to think about what in the world am I living for? Sometimes we, we just, we just kind of stumble along, if you will. And I'm sad to say there's a lot of people in this world that that is the reality. They don't have any purpose. They don't have any goals. They don't have anything in their mind where they're saying, this is what I'm aiming for. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. They're just kind of stumbling their way through life just trying to make the, the, the minutes pass by, while away the hours until the day is done, and then they have to get up and do it all over again. And really, as I stop and think about that, what a way to live. What a, what a depressing way to go about your existence on this earth. But I'm here to tell you this morning, young people, that God has a better plan for you. He doesn't want you to just go through this life stumbling here and there, maybe running face first into, into, into success somehow, but, which, by the way, that doesn't just happen, okay? But he wants you to live a life of purpose. 
He wants you to get up in the morning and have a reason why you're getting up in the morning, not just because, oh, I got to go to school again. <laughs> uh, if I don't get up, you know, my, my mama's going to start banging the pots and pans over my head. No, he wants you to get up and, and, and have a spring in your step, if you will. And that goes so contrary to the way that the world thinks. That goes so contrary to the way that a lot of people live. A lot of people live and, and they live in defeat. They live like this. Oh, woe is me. Oh, life is so terrible. Oh, nothing is, is, is going right and, and my life is a waste and my life is, is, is just, is, it, it'd probably be better off over. Let me tell you something, that's a lie from the devil. And that's a lie from the devil this morning. Your life would not be better off over. God has put you on this, on, on this earth for a purpose. He has put you on this earth because he wants to do something amazing through you. Do you know that God has a specific will for every person? Did you know that? That means that God, before the foundation of the earth, God, before you were even born, before you were even thought of, before your parents ever met each other, God knew your name. And God knew exactly who you would be. And he, he really formed you just the way that you are. He formed you one of a kind. Maybe you've met your, your doppelganger, they call it. You know, somebody out there that, that maybe looks a little bit like you. But let me tell you something. Even if you're an identical twin, you're unique. And God made you that way. And let me tell you something this morning. God doesn't make junk. He doesn't make junk. He's not in the junk-making business. Everything that he creates, he creates for a purpose, and he creates special. And so you're special to God this morning. And he has a plan for you that's far better than the world's plan for you. He has a plan for you far better than the devil's plan for you. And his plan for you is that you would shine. He wants you to shine in this dark world. <laughs> you look around, you don't have to look too far, and you'll find out that it is truly a dark world that we live in. <laughs> there have been times in the Bible that have been dark. I think of the period of the time of the judges. The Bible said that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That's some dark times right there. That's some dark times when everybody says, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what the rules are. I'm going to do what I think is right. And if I'm honest this morning, I think that perhaps in 2023 that there's a lot of people in America a lot of people in Maryland that are doing everything that is right in their own eyes. It doesn't matter what the, what the authority says. I want to do what I think is right. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. I want to do what I want to do, and I don't care what anybody has to say about it. I think of the time when Noah was alive. The Bible said that the, the people during that time were wicked before the Lord, and none wanted anything to do with God except for Noah. Imagine that, being the only one left on earth that still wanted to do right. The only one left on earth that still wanted to follow God and everybody else was about every manner of debauchery and every manner of sin that they could think of. I don't know that we're as bad as the time of Noah, <laughs> but it's a dark world out there. It's a dark world. You look around it, and, and, and it seems that we live in this world that's, that's covered up with the darkness of sin. A world that's covered up with the devil's agenda. With sin, with the devil's agenda comes confusion. Have you, have you noticed that? Have you noticed that there's a lot of confusion out there? <laughs> I mean, people don't even know if they're a boy or a girl anymore. People don't even know if they're a human being anymore. I watched a video the other day about, about a, 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 an individual, we'll call him that, who decided that they were a wolf. And so they wore these little ears, 
this, this little tail, these little paws, would walk around on all, on all fours and eat their food off the ground. And when the moon would come up, they would howl at the moon. We say, that's ridiculous, Brother Drew, that's ridiculous. That's what sin does. That's what sin does. It causes confusion. It gets you all turned this way and that way and thinking, what is truth? And, and where can I go? And, and where can I find any answers in this dark world? But I'm happy to tell you this morning that we have the answer. I'm happy to tell you this morning that we have access to truth, that we have something that we can plant our feet in that's not going to change every five seconds, and that's God's word. And I want to convince you of something today, young people. I'm just going to be upfront about it. I want to convince you of something, that God's will and God's way for your life is the best way that you can go. It's the best way you can go, hands down. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean, Brother Drew? I mean, I, I got some plans for my life. God's plans are better than your plans. Oh, well, brother, I, I, I mean, I, I saw this thing on, on, on YouTube, and I, I, that's a, I, I think I want to go this way with my life. God's plans are better. And one of God's commands to his disciples, we find here, Jesus here speaking to his disciples in Matthew 5, he tells them, I want you to shine. We live in a dark world. Even back then, Jesus said, this world is dark, but I want you to shine. I want you to be different. I want you to stick out. I want you to be able to point somebody else to the only one that can give them hope. The only one that can give them life. I'm here to tell you there's a lot of ways you can choose to live your life. There's a lot of things that you can go after. But God's way will always be the best way. Just out of curiosity, I googled it. I googled, what is the purpose of life? Why are we here? What is the point of all this? Why were we born? Why be here at all? I decided to Google it. That's a, that can be a dangerous rabbit hole right there, but I decided to Google it. See, what, what in the world are we doing here? And here's what Google told me. Google told me that I, my purpose is to make the world a better place. Now, I'm not necessarily against making the world a better place. I believe we ought to leave things better than we found it. I believe we ought to have some responsibility. I believe we ought to have some conscientiousness about us, about, <laughs> about how we live our life and what kind of impact we have on others and, and have on, on, on this world that God has given to us. But man, if, if my whole purpose in life is just to pick up straws, <laughs> my whole purpose in life is just to, to, to leave the world a better place, I mean... The world's pretty messed up. <laughs> that seems like a pretty hopeless purpose for life for me. Some people think the point of life is to achieve personal fulfillment. I don't even really know what that means. <laughs> achieve personal fulfillment. To, to, to be fulfilled. Uh, that's, that's what you ought to be about. And I submit to you that the way to find personal fulfillment is not in trying to fulfill yourself and trying to fulfill your needs. It's in fulfilling God's will and God's way for your life. That's where you'll find fulfillment. But that's, that's what Google told me. And finally, Google said, perhaps the point of life is to simply enjoy it as much as possible. I think that's where a lot of people are at. I think that's where a lot of Christians are at. I'm just going to try to have as good, as good of a time as I possibly can down here. <laughs> Until that day that uh, you know that you know I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try to live it up as much as, as best I can. I'm just gonna try to have as much fun as I possibly can. 
Let me tell you something, that'll leave you empty. That's a pursuit that, 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 that'll never really fulfill to just try to have as much fun as possible because fun is fleeting. I mean, stuff is fleeting. You think about it. How many of you like a good steak? How many of you like a good steak? Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad that I'm among friends this morning, okay? I know there, might, there may be some who say, Brother Drew, I don't eat steak. I'd rather chew on some broccoli, and that's, that's fine and good, okay? Chew on that broccoli, praise the Lord. But I like me a good steak every once in a while, all right? I mean, how many of you have ever been to, a, like, a nice steakhouse? Ever been to a nice steakhouse before? A couple of you, all right? All right, been to a nice steakhouse. And I'm telling you, it, it, they bring that steak out there, and it, it just, it, oof, it's just, it's looking good. It's looking good. That, that steak is, is, is you know, it's, it's a good medium rare, okay? Because well-done steak, that's, that's, that's what you put on the bottom of your shoes, okay? That's called leather. That's an abomination, all right? But <laughs> a nice medium rare steak, they bring it out to you on that plate, right? You cut into that, and, whoo, I'm telling you, that first bite, taste it. I can taste it right now. I'm telling you, garlic and butter. Oh, I'm telling you, that good meaty taste of the juices in your mouth. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Lunch is coming, by the way. Lunch is coming, but it's, it's good stuff, let me tell you. And that second bite, oh, that's a good bite, too. And that third bite, man, that's a good bite. But, but you know, by the time the fourth bite comes, comes around, it wasn't quite as good as the first bite, was it? And then, you know, you, you keep on going, and by the time that you're done with that steak, it's like, well, I mean, that was good. And if you're like me, oh, maybe I'd like another one. But, <laughs> but what, what happens? It's, it's there one minute, it's gone the next. And you know where that steak's going eventually. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like that. Hey, that's how it is. We, we chase after all. We're going to have so much fun. and We've got to have this much enjoyment. And, and this is what the point of life is. And it slips through our fingers. Maybe it distracts us for a little while, but then problems come. It's like, what was even the point? I want to show you from the word of God a purpose for living. A purpose for living that will leave the world a better place. A purpose for living that <laughs> will bring you personal fulfillment. And a purpose for living that will give you joy. Now, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is just for a little while. Happiness is depending on if everything's going good that day. Happiness is depending on whether the sun's out, whether, you know, everything's going well that day. But joy is something that God puts inside of you that doesn't depend on the circumstances. You can have that joy even if you're going through a dark time. And I believe that Jesus here in Matthew 5 reveals to us a different way of living. When he says, let your light shine. Let your light shine. And so the first thing I want us to notice today, and we'll, we'll have a kind of a, a theme for each of our three, our three sessions that we have together today. The first, the first thing I want you to remember this morning as, as we think about letting our light shine, and what in the world does it mean to let your light shine is to let your light shine means that you must be an example. You must be an example. I want you to say it with me this morning. Be an example. Say it with me. Be an example. I think you can do a little bit better than that. One more time. Be an example. Jesus says, listen, <laughs> if you're one of mine, you are the light of the world. And you are to be an example. He gives the illustration in verse number 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill 
cannot be hid. <laughs> if you take a city and you put it way up on the hill, and maybe night comes and it's getting dark, the lights of that city will shine for miles around. And you can do what you can to try to, to, try to you know, turn the lights off, if you will, or, or maybe cover up that city, but a city's lights are going to shine. And you cannot hide it. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, oh be an example, Brother Drew, I'm, I'm good. I, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> I'd rather just live my own life. I don't want anybody looking at me. I don't, wanna, I don't want it to, to, to be responsible for anybody else's life. I want to just do my own thing. But the fact of the matter is, you are an example. You don't have a choice in the matter. You are an example. But the question is, what are you an example of? Who are you an example of? And so I want us to think about this, that we must be an example. Isaiah 60, in verse number 1, the Bible says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And so we are to be an example. I'm going to do something, a little something this morning. I'm going to ask for some volunteers. Some volunteers. Oh, I already got a hand up. Come on up here, sir. Come on up here, sir. I need three more volunteers this morning. Three more volunteers. Oh, look at that. Look at all these volunteers. Sometimes I ask for volunteers and everybody's like, no, do not call on me. Do not call me. Yes, sir, over there in the teal shirt. Come on up here. Come on up here. Uh, you there in the, the, the maroon. Is that, is that maroon? Is that, that is what that color is there? Yeah, yes, you, sir. Come on up here. Come on up here. I need one more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There in the, the dark blue. Come on up here. Come on up here. All right, fellas, I want you to stand up here for me. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give these fellas, I'm going to give them something that they are going to have to act out for you, okay? We've got some actors up here. But it's okay, it's not hard, it's not hard. It's just real easy, real easy, okay? And they're going to act it out without saying anything. You can't make any noise, okay? You just have to charade style act it out, okay? And when you guys think you know what it is, go ahead and yell it out, and we'll see if these guys can get it today, all right? All right, we're going to start with you, sir. Come on over here, come on over here. You got it? You got it? All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Give us your best impression. One, two, three. Ah. Action. <laughs> come on, come on. Give it to him. Give it to him now. I heard lion. Lion is the correct answer. Lion is the correct answer. All right, all right. Hey, we're, we're off to a good start. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, sir. All right, all right. You ready? All right. Okay. Go ahead, whenever you're ready. Driving a car. Very good, very good. Well done, well done. Let's give, let's give these two a hand so far. Let's do a hand so far. Very good, very good. All right. All right, you ready? You ready for this? Eating, yes, eating, correct, very good, very good, very good. All right. Sliding. All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. You may be seated. Very good job. Very good job. 
Now, what I had these guys do is I had them come up here and I told them something that they had to emulate. Told them something that they had to try to demonstrate for you. And they did a good job this morning. They did a very good job. But you see, the Bible says that we're supposed to be the light of the world. We are supposed to really be emulating Jesus. (laughs) Because he is the light of the world. And so we are supposed to show the world what Jesus looks like. Now imagine how hard it would be for these guys to to act something out that they did not know what it was. You know, if you've never seen a lion before, how in the world are you supposed to act out what a lion is? I don't know. But here's the problem. I think that a lot of times we struggle in shining our light and being an example of Jesus. You know why? Because we don't know him too well. And let me tell you something, you can act like you do for a little while. Oh, oh everybody else, okay, they're, you know, they're, they're, they dress a certain way. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, oh, they're carrying a Bible. Yeah, I can do that. I carry my Bible. Uh, yeah, well, they're, 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 everybody's going to the youth rally. I'll go to the youth rally. You can act it out for a little while. But we cannot let our light shine. <laughs> we cannot be the example that God wants us to be if we don't first know the one that we're supposed to be an example of. If we don't have a relationship with him. And let me tell you something, young people, this is the the best news in all the world. Jesus loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. You say, ah, Brother Drew, I don't have a whole lot of good examples of love in my life, and I'm sorry for for you if that's that's the case. That's, That's a terrible thing. But I want to tell you about one that loves you unconditionally that loves you no matter who you are and no matter what you've done, that loves you whether you love him back or you don't love him at all, he loves you. In fact, he loves you so much, the Bible says that Jesus came down and he was willing to to really show the ultimate demonstration of love. (laughs) He showed his love through giving, and he didn't just give you something something cheap. I have three children, and I'm very thankful for my three children. They're five years old, three years old, and one years old. They're still in the stage of life where I can take them to the dollar store, and they're like, woo, this is awesome. We get to pick out a toy at the dollar store. And I'm really, I'm really thankful. My wallet is very thankful for that stage of life <laughs> because I could show my love for a dollar. Well, it's, it, have you noticed the dollar store is not a dollar anymore? The $1.25 store just does not roll off the tongue like the dollar store does. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> I could show my love to them by getting them something for a dollar that's probably going to break within the day. But, you know, I tried, right? But Jesus didn't come and just offer some cheap offer, <laughs> some, some cheap gift. No, he came and he offered himself. The Bible says 2,000 years ago, Jesus came down to this earth. He lived a perfect and sinless life, and yet they killed him. And yet he hung on a cross. You know why? (laughs) It wasn't because of anything that he had done. No, Jesus died because he loves you and because he loves me. He laid down his life because he loves you and because he loves me. And he laid down his life because he wants to be reconciled to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to give you a purpose. He wants to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Ask, have you, have, you, have you received his gift today? 
Do you know for sure that you're on your way to heaven based on what Jesus did? Listen, having good parents is, is good and fine, but it's not going to get you to heaven. And going to church, I'm all for it. I preach it, but it's not going to get you to heaven. Being baptized, keeping the commandments, those are all good things, but they're not going to get you to heaven. And really, we cannot be an example of Jesus if we do not first have him as our Savior, if we do not first have him in our heart, if we do not know him and know who he is. How are we supposed to shine to anybody else if we don't have the light source within us, if you will? But I want to tell you today, it's real simple. If you'll just simply realize that you are a sinner, and because of your sin, you deserve punishment. And the Bible calls it a place called hell. Jesus doesn't want anybody to go there. He created hell for the devil and for his demons. And he said, I don't want anybody to go there. I'm dying on the cross. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus says, I don't want anybody to go to hell. And so I've taken your hell for you. And I offer you the free gift of eternal life to all who will call. And whosoever, the Bible says in Romans 10 and verse 13, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, shall be saved. If you don't have that assurance today, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a good place that you've chosen to come this morning. Because you can get that settled. And you can begin a new life. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You can begin a new life in Christ today. But I want you to notice, Christian, you cannot be an example if you don't know, if you don't know him. And how do we get to know God? How do we get to know Jesus? Yell it out. How do we get to know him? The word of God, the Bible. Let me tell you something, young people. If you want to have the life that Jesus wants for you, if you want to, to have this life that, that God lays out for us in the word of God, you've got to get into the book you got to get into the book. It's sad to me, and I, I'm speaking even of my own teenage years, and some of my adult years as well. It's sad to me about how so many Christians can claim to love Jesus and claim to know Jesus and claim to, to, to be all about Jesus and spend so little time with him. Spend so little time getting to know him. Let me tell you something. What you fill your mind with is going to affect the way that you live. What you fill your soul with is going to affect the way that you live. And somehow we think, well, I could just go to church. I'll, I'll, even, go to, I'll even go to the youth rally on Saturday and church on Sunday, two days in a row. And then I'm good for the rest of the week. <laughs> I, I, I'm all set for the rest of the week. Let me ask you something. What would you think about a soldier in a war zone who only took his rifle to battle with him one day out of the week? Say, yeah, I just, I'll just kind of leave, I'll, I'll leave my weapon back at the tent, you know, on Monday. don't really need it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting deployed out here, and, and you know, Tuesday, we'll, we'll just kind of leave the rifle at the tent, you know. I think we'll be all right. You're like, that's dumb, man. <laughs> you got to bring your gun with you. What if you run into the enemy? How many of you like to eat? How many of you like to eat here today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I, I like to eat as well. But how many of you eat once a week and then just say, you know what? I think I'm good for the rest of the week. 
Anybody? Anybody? I'm just, I just eat once a week, and then oh, I go through the power of that bread for many days. No! <laughs> we don't just eat every day. We eat multiple times a day. Breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, later snack, dinner, after dinner snack. You all with me? Okay, we like to eat, <laughs> but we feed our body, but sometimes we can neglect feeding our soul. And let me tell you something, you're not going to be able to shine. You're not going to be able to shine when your batteries are out of juice. <laughs> you're not going to be able to shine when you spend so little time in the Word of God that you don't even really know Him. And again, what you fill your mind with will affect what you do, what you eventually do. Sure, you can hide it for a little bit. Sure, you can fake it for a little bit, but eventually it comes out. In Genesis 13, there's a young man by the name of Lot. We won't turn there for sake of time this morning. But a young man by the name of Lot. And he started off well, traveling with his uncle Abram. Really, in the middle of God's will, seeing God do amazing things. God take Abram from his homeland and take him to the promised land. And Lot got to go along, got to be with this man of God, got to be underneath him and, and underneath his life. And, and I believe because of Abram's obedience that Lot experienced blessing. And listen to me, there's a lot of you in this room that because of your parents' obedience, you've gotten to experience blessing. And because of their taking you to church, you've got to experience blessing. Because of their obeying God and following God, you've got to experience blessing. Because of a pastor, a youth pastor, who loves you and invests in you, you've got to experience blessing. But there comes a time when you have to make the choice for yourself. And there came a time in Lot's life where he had the decision to go one way or the other way, and one way looked a whole lot better to him. It looked like it would be real good for him. It looked like it would be real successful, but over there... Oh my, over there was the city of Sodom. A place where God said the men there were wicked before the Lord exceedingly. And Lot said, you know what? I'm going to go that way. I'm not going to like go live in the city. No, no, no. I'm just going to go, just go hang out. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not getting involved in any of that stuff. I'm just going to go that direction. The Bible says that he pitched his tent towards Sodom. So every morning when he woke up, what's the first thing he saw? Sodom. Every time when he came home from the fields for lunch break, oh, there's Sodom. Every time as he's closing up the tent in the evening, there's Sodom. And before long, he wasn't just leaning. He wasn't just looking towards Sodom. Before long, he was living in Sodom. <laughs> And I could take it down his path, man. It ended in disaster. Everything that he went that way to try to get, money, wealth, an easy life, it, was, it all got taken away from him. Everything that he held dear, all of his stuff burnt up. All his family, half of them died. And his wife turned around, turns into a pillar of salt. His two daughters that do survive, what a terrible story. I hate even looking at that part of the word of God. But let me tell you something. You can say, ah, you know what? I can just put a little bit of Bible in me on Sunday, and then I can look at a bunch of filth and wickedness on my phone on Monday, and I can be over here on my iPad on Tuesday looking at stuff I ought not be looking at, and I can be scrolling through some reels on Wednesday day and I'm going to be all right and I'm going to turn out for God and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because what you fill yourself with is what's going to come out. And if you're going to shine today, you need to stop filling yourself with the devil's garbage and start getting yourself in the word of God. Don't wait. Oh, uh, Brother Drew, when I graduate from high school, then I'm going to start getting serious about God. <laughs> 
Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to graduate from high school, and you're still not going to be serious about God. Oh, wait, 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 Brother Drew. Wait, wait. When I get to college, that's when I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get to college. I'm going to be real mature, 18 years old. You know, I'm going to be a, yeah, yeah I'm going to start reading my Bible then. No, you won't. Oh, I'm going to graduate, you know, oh, I'm 22, yeah, oh, yeah, real mature, 22 years old, and I'm going to have my life all together, you know, have, have, have my whole life ahead of me, then I'll get serious about serving God and about getting to know him. No, you won't. You're going to put it off until you're 80. Oh, when I'm 90, then I'll get serious. But no, 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 you got to start now. you got to decide now. Joshua said, choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Which way are you going? What are you going to fill your mind with? What are you going to, to fill your heart with? I want a Christian that will shine, <laughs> needs to be a student, needs to study the Word of God. Not just once in a while, but every day. Do you have a Bible reading plan? I'm talking about a plan to read in God's Word each and every day. For some, maybe you're reading in, in multiple places, some Bible plans. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's just a chapter. But what I'm telling you today is you need to start. You need to start now. Start with just a chapter. Start somewhere. Maybe you say, I'm in the habit of reading a chapter, Brother Drew. Read two chapters. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> it's not going to kill you. Oh, man, if I get too much Bible, I'm going to spontaneously combust. Oh, well, maybe we need some spontaneous combustion around here. But we wonder, why, we wonder why nobody really seems to care a lot about God. We wonder why there's so much darkness permeating, even, in, even in, in places where there's supposedly Christians. It's because we're not filling ourselves up with the light. We got nothing to shine because we haven't gotten anything from God. A shining Christian is one that must be in the Word of God. And it's time that you start now. Because habits are built now, not later. Right. It's time that you decide now, you know what? <laughs> I need to be in God's word. Oh, Brother Drew, you don't understand how busy I am. Let me tell you something. It gets worse. <laughs> Ask some of these adults in here. It gets worse. You get busier. You get busier and busier. That doesn't change. Maybe you need to say, you know, I'm, I'm not, maybe I'll just not watch another episode of my show tonight and I'll get in the word of God. Maybe you ought to take that video game controller and put it down for a minute and say, you know what, I think I need to get in the Word of God. Because really this is where your life will be made or will be broken. Your attitude towards God's Word and how much you allow it to get into you and to change you. You see, sometimes we get it backwards. We think, okay, I got I to gotta make sure the outside's good. I got to make sure I'm looking right. I got to make sure I'm living right. I got to make sure I'm, uh, I'm talking right. I got to make sure all these things on the outside look right. You know, who, you know who was really interested in doing that? The Pharisees. Oh, we got to make sure, oh, we got to make sure the image. We got to make sure the image is looking good. <laughs> and Jesus. You're like a bunch of painted tombs. <laughs> you paint the outside, make it look all pretty, but inside you're full of rottenness and dead men's bones. And I'm afraid that we got some Christians that have gotten real good at being professional Christians, Pharisees. Oh, we look good. But the inside is rotten away. 
And if we are to shine, we are to shine, we must start filling our heart and our mind with God's word because only that can transform our lives. Ecclesiastes 8 and verse 1, the Bible says, Who is as a wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's favor, a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine. And where do we find wisdom? That's found in the word of God. Daniel 12 and verse 3, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that, that turn many to righteousness as stars forever and ever. <laughs> if we're to shine, if we're to shine, we must be an example. And to be an example, we must be in God's word. We must be in it every day. We must be reading it. The Bible says we ought to meditate on it. You know what that means? You know what that word meditate means? It means to think about it. It means to chew on it. You say, Brother Drew, I don't know if I know what meditate means. I don't know if I know how to meditate. You know how to worry? <laughs> if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Just turn it over in your mind over and over. And that's what we do with our problems sometimes. Oh, man, how is this going to work out? Oh, oh this is, is going to be a disaster. And ah, my whole life's falling apart. <laughs> well, let's get the word of God. Let's get some truth. And let's meditate on that instead. Oh, God loves me. Oh, he's faithful. Oh, he always keeps his promises. I mean, he's never going to fail me ever. Oh, I'm telling you, that'll start to change your life as we get truth. We get truth into our souls. Let me tell you, I got, I got so much more to say, but let's stop here this morning. And I want to challenge you to take the next step in your relationship with God's word. That means if you're at a place right now where you do not read God's word on a regular basis, I want you to say, God, with your help, I'm going to start reading your word every day. <laughs> entry level right here. This is entry level. We've got to be in God's word. Say, well, I, I do read my Bible some, Brother Drew. Then I would challenge you, let's, 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 take, it, let's take it to the next step. Let's start memorizing God's word. Start memorizing God's word. Let me ask you this. Would you be able to defend your faith this morning if you didn't have your Bible with you? Would you be able to defend your faith even if you did have your Bible? When temptation came for Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter number 4, the Bible says and say that and Jesus pulled out his scrolls and started looking for some verses that would help him in his time of need. It doesn't say that. When Satan came tempting Jesus, Jesus said it is written. And he quoted the word of God. If we want to be victorious, if we want to shine as God wants us to shine, we must be filled with God's word. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it's helpful for us. We thank you that it's profitable for us. Lord, I pray.